Toledo Blade. <laughs> Welcome back to Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury. Way to blow my secret identity on a superhero episode. <laughs> um, Douglas Gale is back. Hello. You were just here a couple episodes back, and right. you told me about how you were currently binging all of the Arrowverse DC right. TV shows. The, well, I c- continually binge them, but you happen to catch me right in the midst of the most recent right. drop of right. the full seasons to Netflix. For like three shows, right? Four shows. Five, Five shows. shows. Yeah. So it's Arrow, Flash, Flash. Supergirl, yeah. Black Lightning, yeah. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow, yeah. All these shows are shows that I have wanted to watch. <laughs> I'd seen maybe two episodes of The Flash yeah, because my mom was watching it when I was visiting in San Diego years ago. I've always wanted to watch all of it. And it's just like, man, this is a big TV watching project. I need to wait till I'm ready. Right. And something about what you told me in the last podcast flipped my ready switch to on. And I jumped in on Arrow. <laughs> and I watched the entire first season in right. like five days. Yeah, it's very bingeable. And if you like genre fiction specifically if you're like into superheroes say you like the marvel netflix one and you're sad that there was only the handful and it's gone uh-huh and you can accept cw high relationship drama <laughs> yeah <laughs> and if you eat it up with a spoon like i yeah, do yeah me you're too. gonna love the arrow i fucking loved it yeah. i enjoyed it so much <laughs> i like couldn't even believe how much i liked it it's, yeah and it's cheesy as shit it's yeah. cheesy as hell but it is i was stunned when i when i watched it yeah did you ever watch smallville no, but I want to now because every once in a while I'll go to look something up online about Arrow and stuff and I'll come across stuff about Smallville. I'm like, uh-huh. you know what? I'll bet I could get into this. It's like the same exact show. Yeah. It yeah. was like, well, Smallville gets so good yeah. by season seven. Yeah. Um, it gets really good. It's good from the very beginning. Right. And I really liked it from the beginning. But seasons five, six, and seven are pretty astonishingly great. It looks like they do the thing where they expand out uh-huh. the, the superhero, totally. Superman thing. Yes, totally. Yeah. And then like they bring in some Justice League characters. Yep, yep, and yep, yep, yep. It's just you're gonna love, wonderful. You're going to love it's what happens so with good. Arrowverse in general, though. I can't wait. Because it's like that to the 10th degree. I can't wait. Because like, I mean, it was so, it's such a similar show yeah. to, I mean, what Smallville was, like Arrow took up the mantle of. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, they even you know use the same exterior for the queen mansion mm-hmm. as the luther mansion oh interesting they use that that building for like every mansion <laughs> it's like any any rich person who is on the cw DC lives Universe in that mansion, mansion. <laughs> any show that's shot in in canada they it, they use this mansion but anyway i it just felt so similar on so many levels yeah and I like halfway through the season when you realize that Tommy's okay. We're going to get into a lot of spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. When you realize that Tommy's dad is the big bad, right? And you're like, man, maybe Tom, I. I was convinced the whole season long. It's like Tommy is Lex Luthor. Oh, Tommy is going to sure. turn bad and turn into Lex Luthor. Right. And right. then, like in the last episode of the season, when he apparently dies, I'm like, well, maybe I'm wrong because <laughs> it really looks like he was going evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just couldn't get over the similarities in tone and in style. Yeah. Like, I just, I fucking love this type of show. It's a great show. It's so well written and it, the, the stories are so tight, but everybody is so fucking petulant yeah. to each other. It's, it's like, up. well, I guess my life will never be the same. <laughs> and I will never, you know, it's just like the, these crazy declarations. Yeah, it's melodramatic. So melodramatic. Yeah, and yeah. I love that shit. I, I love that all of your heroes are just like, just kind of trashy like soap opera stars yeah. but are also like so like muscly and 
Oh, it gets crazy. It's just ridiculous. In later seasons of Arrow, where you start to think about it, you're like, Oliver Queen has doinked every single woman in oh this room. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's a crowded room. Wow. It's it's crazy. And yeah. it is it is garbage, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's like perfect trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, if you come to this thinking like, oh, you know what? I was super into DC Comics. Maybe I was a Green Arrow fan. Maybe not. But I really... You, you're not going to... It's not going to be like, oh, good, they've you know they've taken the Green Arrow from DC and put it on the screen. It is a reimagined. Yeah. It is it is much more it's like Tween Arrow. <laughs> it's well, and it's it's honestly it's more Batman. It is so Batman reskinned as yes. Green Arrow. It is. To- I even said that to Andy while I was watching. I'm like, I'm basically watching Batman. Yeah. It's like a Batman show. You know what? You know what it makes me think about is the the story behind the origins of the Watchmen, where mm. Alan Moore, uh, DC had bought. I forget what the name of the company was. Charleston or Carlton Wild, Wildstorm? No, no, no. This is the long 80s, in the 80s. Okay. So, um, you know Watchmen, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I love so it. Then, I've read so it a couple times. DC bought this other older comic book company that had uh-huh. heroes. Right. And then Alan Moore was going to, had pitched the Watchmen to be about them. Oh, okay. And then, I don't know why, or rights or whatever, uh, he they wouldn't let him do that. So then he just made up new people. Okay. So Interesting. eventually these heroes did find their way into the DC universe, but these are all like his right. takes on them. Yeah. You know? I mean, they only found their way in very recently. Like the DC rebirth oh, right. so was then, all about right. bringing in the Watchmen, the Watchmen itself. Right, yeah. right. Which was kind of weird because you know that Alan Moore, the writer of Watchmen, is just not about it. He yeah. just doesn't like Which that. Which is also, again, it's weird because they could have just let him do it with characters that they already own. Yeah, you know? the whole thing is a little strange. But, I mean, the the original run of Watchmen is so fucking great. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, oh, I, so I here, love it. So this would be like, do you know Blue Beetle in DC? V- not... I've never read. I've heard of Blue Beetle, but I've I think I've seen them in like one comic, yeah, like a Justice League where they were showing a bunch of background characters. And right. they showed up. So he's like what Night Owl was based on. That's okay. Like, oh, you know, cool. So then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Rorschach is based on this guy. I think it's the Question, maybe the Question, something like that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, who has like a, a white mask? Has got a question mark on it. You know. Wow. Um, yeah. So it, it, Arrow is as if you were like. Okay, you can't do Batman. <laughs> right. What if he was green? But yeah, what if it was green? <laughs> I kept thinking about how in some of the Justice League comics, what if instead of Bruce a bat, Wayne, he was scared by an arrow. <laughs> Bruce Wayne hates Oliver Queen. He just Bruce Wayne treats him as he just thinks he's like this oh, punk. This who's is like, your headcanon? No, in the com in the actual oh, comics, in, the comic like, books. in uh, some of the Justice League comics, I've never read a Green Arrow comic, but yeah. Green Arrow has popped up in the Justice League stuff that I've read. Yeah, yeah. and Bruce Wayne doesn't like him because he thinks he's just like a a lame version of him. <laughs> he thinks he's just like copying him. My f- only comic direct comic knowledge of Green Arrow comes from the uh, Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns. Oh sure, yeah. Where yeah, yeah. In, at the end of the first trilogy. When he's fighting the iconic Batman versus yes. Superman fight, yeah, then Batman a one-armed like Green suit. Arrow swings down from uh-huh. the fire escape. Uh, he's got like his other arm. The shirt is like the the sleeve of the arm is pinned to his shirt, uh-huh. and he's pulling the arrow back with his teeth. Yes, and it's the Kryptonite arrow. Yeah, that yeah, Superman yeah. catches. Oh man, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, and then in that, he's like a radical. He's yeah. like you know, burn down the banks, radical. That is probably the best comic book ever. <laughs> it's real it's good. So good. I read that again like a year ago. I remember the first time I read that when you get to the page where Batman's on a horse, and I like <laughs> it took my breath away. Yeah, I was like, of course. Yeah, and why as much has as, no one put Batman on a horse before? And I'm not like a super big fan of Frank Miller. He seems like kind of an asshole. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, that and is a, a great piece of work. A lot of his books are mediocre, mm-hmm. but some of them are just 
just like like transformative. Yeah, and I mean that Dark Knight Returns really I think affected the tone of Batman. Uh, oh, for the, sure. The, it it had an impact on the myth of Batman itself. Totally. You know, where there's a yeah. lot of people who write Batman and write these iconic characters, but people that have an effect on that, like the, the grander arc of the myth. You sure. Know? Totally. Absolutely. And Frank Miller probably did more of that than almost anyone since like the creation of Batman. Yeah, Cause yeah. he also wrote year one. Right, 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 right. Which like Batman begins was very inspired by. Yep. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was so disappointed with Batman v Superman because like, it was, it's like a Frank Miller style looking Batman right. with a Frank Miller style Batman and Superman fight with yeah. a Frank Miller style Batman suit that's like the super suit. Yeah. And then all the rest of that is just trash. <laughs> and not like good trash, right. but bad trash. I'll have to watch it again, but I remember liking uh, I did not. the Justice League. I did not like it. Yeah. See, this is why I had always been hesitant to recommend Arrow to people because I know that I'm fairly indiscriminate in my love of all right. superhero uh uh, TV and and uh, movies. Yeah, I'm definitely a much pickier. Yeah, but I, and I, I I didn't care for the Marvel Netflix shows. I watched. Um, well, that's mm. not totally true. Like I liked Jessica Jones season yeah. one and Luke Cage season one, but I didn't like Daredevil enough to watch it. I never uh, watched Iron Fist. I never watched the Defenders. Right. I fell off of both of the shows that I liked after their first season. Punisher? Did you watch no Punisher? I never saw Punisher. Yeah. I just I, I just fell out of it because it was too. It was too slow. I felt like yeah, they're very slow, and it's we Marvel Marvel TV except for Wait, Agents sorry, of hold Shield. On. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna move your your mic is like slowly sliding away from your face. Ooh, I thought it might have been. Whoa, that's a horrible noise. <laughs> <laughs> that listeners is the sound of a mic stand being tightened. Okay, continue. Um, the, weirdly, the Marvel TV shows except for agents of shield are, are, are really slow. Yeah. Like I've, um, watched the runaways on. Oh, Hulu. that one's actually pretty good though. Yeah, but it's well, but I, like, nothing but I stopped happens. watching in season two cause it was too slow. I, I really liked season one though. Oh, I haven't, I didn't know season two was out. I'll have to watch yeah, season two. Yeah. 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 Uh, that one's, I think the best one. I like of the season lot. one, but it's, you know, nothing happens for many episodes yeah. in a row, even though it's an interesting, did you read that? Runaways? Yeah. No, I actually had picked up the first issue and then it didn't grab me. And I really like oh, Brian K. Vaughn. Brian K. Vaughn, yeah. Runaways okay. is pretty great. I, yeah. I have all of it if you want to, yeah. if you ever want to get back into it. I, I would give it, I've been looking to give it another shot based on the, um, the show. show. Yeah. Oh, actually, I didn't have an issue. I had like the bound, thick, oh, short, sure. black yeah. and white book. And I didn't, I was like, this isn't the way comic books are. I have and it. then the pages were coming out of it. It was like Oh man. It was yeah, it was it, I have it in manga form where it's like the little book. That's the one that I had and I hated it. I'll have to see if yours is better than mine was. Yeah, it's it's Or weird. if I bring it back and all the pages are out, you'll learn that I'm just <laughs> it's too destructive just you. on this format. Yeah. I yeah, I really like that. But I I but, really liked Runaways, but yeah, the rest of them were so slow. Did you watch Cloak and Dagger? No, I wanted to see that too because I also, like those characters. I like it too, and I love Cloak and Dagger as uh, the comic book. Um, I don't know yeah. that much about it, but I mean, I enjoyed that was part of the Marvel Street Hero universe. The, Cloak and Dagger were in Runaways books. They did like a, uh, an arc in the Runaways yeah, books, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I really liked it because they were the they were kid heroes. They were street heroes. Yeah. You know, I might watch that one eventually. But yeah, I've been. I've been really wanting to watch the Arrowverse. Everything I've heard yeah. about is just because, like light, fun, funny. Right. It, it's dramatic. It's, it's everything Marvel's I like. TV universe is, I think it's good, but it's slow and it's weird. And their yeah. cinematic universe right. is is big and bold and fun and light and happy. Oh, and their right. TV universe is usually pretty dark too. Yeah. Especially the Netflix ones. Oh, for sure. Even Runaways is dark, you yeah. know, and, and serious. <laughs> yeah. And then DC 
it's, <laughs> it's the opposite. The DC totally. Cinematic universe is is yeah, all right. I I like them, but they're not the greatest. I, they I are reckon, not. They certainly don't hold a candle to yeah. Marvel. I mean, but, Wonder Woman was great, but besides, yeah. and I haven't seen them all. I haven't seen Shazam. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Justice There's League glimmers. was not fun to watch. Yeah, and then in the same way that Defenders, mm-hmm. and I love the Marvel TV universe in its own way, yeah. but Defenders is like, oh, come on, you guys. That's what I hear. So just a wasted opportunity. I didn't watch it just because I heard that. And yeah. I, But yeah, I mean, I love Smallville so much. I didn't yeah. make it all the way through the show because it really went off the rails. Right. But like getting, this felt like getting Smallville back. I mean, yeah. it's so similar in so many ways. And and the things that I liked about Smallville are kind of amped up right. in Arrow. It seems like maybe some of the same production people are working on it or something. Because yeah. like the cinematography is so similar. The directorial choices are so similar. Yeah. The acting style is so yeah. similar. Like the, the writing style is so similar. See, now, now you're making me wonder because I've heard uh, some people don't like the later installations in the Arrowverse because they say it's just getting too ridiculous. It's going off the rails. I but, bring it on. But see, I love that. So I'm yeah. curious to now watch Smallville and see like, is yeah. this is this like a microcosm of the wider Arrowverse? It's also like you when you watch those those Vancouver BC made shows, you <laughs> yeah. see all the same actors pop up all yes, the time. Like absolutely. Tamo Pennicut is in yeah, everything, like yeah. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Arrow season one. All the genre fiction. Yeah, yeah totally. It's, yeah. Oh, oh, look, it's it's um um uh, what am I thinking of? It's the alumni from Continuum. Uh, yeah it's just they're all dotted throughout yeah there's ben browder hooray from from stargate and farscape yeah um and this also reminded me a lot of like of golden era stargate tv which is Mm. a very similar tone okay um yeah something something in the water in vancouver those people know how to make tv it's (laughs) just so entertaining there's a lot of not good that comes out of vancouver too sure but they're good actors though yeah. They, they get yeah. Good, good stable. Well, let's dive into Arrow. I, I want to do <laughs> we what we already? did. Oh, we really have We've just really spent 20 minutes saying how much we love it. Well, we've got, you remember when we talked about Babylon 5 and we like went through all the characters? Yeah. I loved doing that. Okay. You want to do, do that? Do that? Yeah. I, well, I love talking about story arcs and character sure, arcs. Sure. Um, in this, the, the framework of this season is that um, we're watching Oliver Queen return to Starling City after right. being lost on an island for five years. So as he returns and takes up the mantle of uh, the character that we know as Green Arrow, but they never refer to as such on the show. They just right. call him the, the hood. hood. Yeah. Um, so he takes up the mantle of the hood, a, a vigilante in Starling City. While we also get flashbacks to his time on the island where we learn about him becoming the Green Arrow after right. being this, you know, spoiled rich kid. Right. How did he go from being a spoiled rich kid who shows back up who everyone expects to be a spoiled rich kid? Right. But then we, the audience, see like, oh, he's a badass. Right. How do you get from here to there in five years? Right. And they start to connect the dots. They don't go mm-hmm. that far with it, but they right. connect a lot of really important dots. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, we also have, um, what's his name? Merlin. Uh, Malcolm Merlin. Malcolm Merlin. Right. Who is the big bad of the season? Yeah. He's the and you. That's a, like a later reveal, it's, right? I mean, it's. I actually remember being surprised. Oh, when sure, they totally it. surprised. I'm like, of course, it's fucking John Barrowman yeah. is the bad guy. <laughs> oh yeah, John. If Barrowman. you, if anyone had out there had told me that John Barrowman was the bad, the big bad in Arrow season one, I would have watched this years ago. And if you don't I know what door this, if man. you don't know what John Barrowman looks like, just close your eyes and picture who is a rich evil person. In a in a in a genre fiction universe, oh, but he's like hero handsome as well. <laughs> John Barrowman is one of my favorite actors, and it's yep. not because of his acting skill; it's because 
Although I'm sure he has tons of it. It's yeah. because his screen presence is it's intoxicating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and just can't look away from this man. He gets and continues to get the hammiest of ham handed to him to say, <laughs> and he does it gleefully. And just pitch perfect <laughs> yeah, every he, time. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't back away from it, you know. Yeah. Uh, he he pushes it, but it's not over the top. It's beautiful. It's uh, It's wonderful. <laughs> and he was so great. And there was so many wonderful reveals. Like when you find out that Tommy is his son, I'm yeah. like, of course it's his son. Yeah, like they just yeah, yeah. plant everything in plain view. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter if you pick it up or not, because right. when they reveal it, it's just fun. Even oh. if you figured it out, if you figured it out, it's still fun. If you haven't figured it out, it's a shock, and you're yeah. you're having a great time either way. And there's a is this a, there's a double reveal with Malcolm Merlin because you find out that he's the bad guy behind this like um, plot, the the um, the undertaking, the undertaking, <laughs> the ominous like rich one percenters, normal people. There you find out that Oliver is working on this project to avenge his father, to right his father's wrongs that involves him going around and sometimes killing the yeah. the rich the rich bad guys of the city right and then you find out oh malcolm merlin first of all right away you find out his mom's part of it right and then you later find out that malcolm merlin is part of it oh and that he's in charge of it right but then you also find out oh but he's also the bad super villain right he's the dark the, arrow the dark arrow right so there's yeah. like a I, I don't know that those were revealed at the same time i think they spread them out they spread i think they spread it out they they spread out the reveals like beautifully yeah. throughout the whole season just to keep you Keep you guessing, and then by the time that you finally get all the information, you still have a couple episodes left to unwrap it. And that's what I loved about Smallville. It's the first show I ever saw that did this, where the main plot would wrap up um, with around 10 minutes left in the episode, so you had time to emotionally digest what happened. And Arrow does that all the time, and I love that. I love that. I hate when a show ends and then... like. Like the the big climax happens within thirty seconds of the show ending, and then you just like you know, you know, created by Gene Roddenberry, right, and then right, it's right, over. Right, right, I'm like, right, wait, right. wait, wait, how do they feel about that? Let's have a denouement. <laughs> exactly, I want to know like how they feel about it. Yeah. Um, and this show gives that to me. And I, what I like about the structure of Arrow, and they kind of do it throughout the Arrowverse going forward, is it's the, there's um mysteries that the core group is trying to solve and then there's secrets that they're all keeping from each other yeah totally you know and both of those are the things that drive you know the mysteries drive these action plot points and then the secrets drive these like dramatic and like well you know what this week fuck you right totally and i i just eat that shit up i know it's like there's a juvenile aspect to this show that I love. Yeah. Just oh, like okay. the relationships. Characters. You know? Yes, characters. So we should start with Oliver Queen. Okay. I know you were going to talk about Laurel, weren't you? No, I was going to say, who's your favorite character? Oh, okay. It's Laurel. Okay. I'm fucking kidding. It is not Laurel. <laughs> oh, who's no. your favorite character? Um, Felicity. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's obvious. She's the best. She's the best. And fun fact that I did not know about Felicity, she was only supposed to be oh, a one episode. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But there was, but people were like, she's Damn. Garrick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they bring her back and then she becomes, cause she's like a, she's based on like a, a th- she's like a, a, what am I thinking of? Like a obscure reference character. Oh. Cause the other thing arrow does a lot that I did not realize. Cause I'm not that familiar with DC is they just use tons of names yes. of people, places and things right. from the comic books. I'm, I'm in this perfect spot where I'm just familiar enough with the, the DC universe to know 
who like Deadshot and Deathstroke are right. I, when they show up. I'm like, oh, cool. Right. But then a lot of the people I didn't know who they were. Like yeah. I didn't know who Tommy Merlin or Malcolm Merlin were because right. I had no familiarity with right. the Arrow. But I didn't know that either. I thought they were new, but I've since found out. No, they're part of Arrow. Are they? Yeah, I assume well, they Malcolm were. Malcolm Merlin is. He's someone. Uh, the, was is he called the Dark Arrow, the Black Arrow? Yeah, and then he, but, he's, but he's called Arthur King in oh. the comic books, and then Arthur King goes by uh, he's like a, a, a an arrow sh- an archer by the name of uh, Merlin the Magician. Oh my god! Right, and then like he challenges. That's hilarious. He's he's better. He's better than Green Arrow. This is all stuff that I just read recently. That's so cool. Yeah, because yeah. that is so. It's like keeping the hardcore fans guessing on who this character right. might be, but that feels like the same guy. Yeah. You know, like Merlin, the magician, Malcolm Merlin. So and like, he's like the dark, the darker, I think the dark archer is what they called him. Dark archer. It? Yeah. 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 Um, and black arrows, the other one that they've, I've heard him refer to. Okay, as. cool. And I loved that. And it's yeah. such a trope in all this superhero shit sure. to have like the, the, the bad version of your main character. Like Iron Man one did it. Right. Uh, black Panther did it. Right. Who, I mean, so many of these movies, it's a, yeah, you have it's, like the bad, version of the main character you're fighting the shadow of yourself it's exactly luke goes into the cave to fight himself yeah totally yeah the your hero is kind of hardened by fighting a mirror like the dark image of themselves yeah 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 and yeah here's this guy who grew up in the same like rich uh strata that oliver queen grew up in right and a guy who suffered trauma and went away and became an archer right um which is so funny because like only in this world does that mean what it means in this world well also like most people becoming an archer means you like go to the park and you shoot some arrows at a target becoming an archer for these people is like you become a ninja you, with a fucking bow and arrow right you can fight like crazy and yeah. you'll, you'll and, and you seem to gain not super strength but mildly super strength. right Right. You're certainly you're seem never to be, forget your entire body. I don't be, need the bow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you um you gain calluses because you can get the shit kicked out of you, and you're usually yes. pretty fine. Yeah. And what you what you come to learn is like oh you can just go away for a while and then become a super badass fighter. Right. And then someone else can train you for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. And you can also become a super badass fighter. Yeah, totally. What's the name of the the guy on the island who taught him how to fight? Um, Yao Fei. Yao Fei. Yeah, I loved Yao Fei. That whole what plot a, line what is an great. Incredible plot. So this is so what happens in the Arrow is the stuff where he's shipwrecked on um, Lian Yu, yes. and he gets involved in a caper. He runs into uh, Deathstroke, yes. DC, a DC villain. And then there's uh, there's like Slade a, Wilson, Slade Wilson, right? And then yeah. yeah, so that that's that's like a a long episode in of itself, but you're shown it in like flashback snippets throughout the, the entire, entire season. season. It's yeah. basically the structure of Lost. Lost, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there a show before Lost that did this where you learn the main characters and their backstory throughout the entire season? I don't know. That's a good question. Because I think oh, of that there was as the, like there the, was the show flashback. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that. But that might have that was based on a book, but that might have come out after Lost now that I'm thinking about it. I I always I always no, equate, flash forward. A, equate that with Lost. Oh, Flash Forward was the one where something happens in the world like January 19th at 407 GMT. Oh, everyone familiar. Everyone in the world gets a vision of themselves 20 years in the future. Huh. And but then it like breaks civilization because planes fall out of the sky because pilots are basically blacked out for 20 seconds. You know, mm. it creates all of this chaos. Cool. And then 
the world starts to organize around it because everyone realizes like, well, we can't pretend this didn't happen. Like there's some guy in the middle of America who's like, oh, I guess I'm the president. <laughs> and I have I don't want to be the president, but I guess that's what happens. This sounds and great. Everyone who was near a TV or saw the news, they're like, yeah, that guy's the president. Whoa. Yeah. So, I have to see this. That sounds. But so then cool. some people have no no vision. They just have a blank because they're presumably okay. they're dead, you know, oh. or they're unconscious. That's the thing. You don't know. How long did this run? One season. Sounds like a one yeah. season show. Yeah. Was well, it a, was it a dissatisfying Conclusion? I I loved it and I don't remember what the conclusion was probably not satisfying okay. but I remember reading the book and mm. I loved the ending of the book cool um so anyways that 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 was the only thing I could think of yeah, that, that used that same trope it's where just I love it yeah. I just love it I love that do you want structural store uh, spoilers to arrow no okay I don't okay I don't want to know if they continue that because there okay. there was a point in the season where they actually did a flashback to the mom Right. Um, to to Oliver's mom, right? And I really liked that because I was like, "Oh, this show has more tricks up its sleeve than it's, just going right, to the it, island, right?" Because the, they can't do that. Right. Forever. The flashback are not just him centric. Yeah, they're like time centric. Right. And it to- it was so informative about the story because you spend the whole season thinking that his mom is the big bad, right? And then you slowly learn that it's actually Malcolm Merlin and that she is like in over her head and you know she's like complicit in a lot of these actions, right. but she's not as she doesn't want. Like she just wants to protect her family. She might be my second favorite character after Felicity. Really? But in and the reason why she's my second favorite character is because she almost murders the green not murders. She almost kills the green arrow right. in self defense. Yes. That she, was great. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she's good. What is her nick character's name? Moira. 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 Yeah, yeah she was really good. And Moira. I, Moira. I wasn't I wasn't crazy about her at first, but yeah. by the end of the season I was like, you know what? I'm excited about this character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how did you feel about Thea, the sister, oh, Oliver's sister? You know, uh, you know, I just realized we jumped off of Felicity really quick, even though she's her favorite, but I'm fine with that because <laughs> if we keep doing this, we'll have a lot to talk about everybody. Yeah. Um, Thea, it's hard to say because I I know kind of what Thea's arc is, but mm. in this one, it, she she basically fulfills the role of the like, oh, cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> the annoying, like, why are you just creating all of these problems that I, then you have to solve. I loved it. I, I loved because she was like, she's a teenager. Yes, yeah, of a course. Teenager. She, it right. felt like authentic to me. Yeah. And I really liked her trying to come into her own when her brother comes back and is like so different. And it, like, she kind of turned into her brother while her brother was right, gone. The party girl. And then he comes back. Super changed. judgy. Yeah. Um, so that was really interesting. I liked that she was like dealing with some drug problems and right. like, hanging in the wrong crowd and right. then it was so great when she meets this guy and they try to pursue the the vigilante and figure out who it is and right. it's her own brother and like so you circling know, him and I, I really liked it do you know his Roy Harper do you know his place no, in the I DC assume universe? that he is a character that I've heard of yeah but I didn't know who it is yeah yeah do you is that yeah, yeah. Stuff tell me tell me tell so me. in the DC thing he is the red archer the red arrow oh or, and that or also called arsenal okay and he's like another crime fighter but he's like and they're setting him up this way like i was sure that's where it was he's going he's an anti-hero yeah. like because he's a bad kid and he gotcha. you know it doesn't mind maybe that's pretty beating cool people up crossing the line kind of thing cool so that was another one where right in the knowing this when they first introduce him he's wearing a red hoodie 
Oh yeah, you know I love it, and he's doing parkour right out of the gate. I love it. Yeah, yeah. and then it's he like he was obviously being going to be groomed to be a superhero. Well, like then, was, then 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 they say his name is Roy Harper. So if yeah. you watch, if you're familiar with the universe, you're like, yep, there we go. Totally. Yeah, and see, I'm right in the middle where some people I didn't know. This like, would he, be like, he, I didn't. I've never heard of him before. But like, this would be like if in if it was Batman and they did it in this style. And it's like Tim and, Drake. Yeah, but like who hadn't shown up earlier at right. all, and then right. all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's Tim Drake. I know? love it. It's yeah. so cool. It makes me really wish that they would make a batman show on the cw yeah and i'm stoked for the batwoman show that's actually a big part yeah. of why i got on board is because like legends of tomorrow just looks bonkers and awesome and i really want to watch it and then batwoman i mean that's something i've read yeah uh i've read the run of detective comics that was like a team-up book in the in the dc rebirth right where it was like batwoman was like an integral part of the team and she's a really cool character yeah so i'm stoked that she's gonna get her own show yeah. and i really like uh ruby rose too and that's I like cool casting and I'm if they so follow the model of what they've done so far even if it's not i mean because there's a wide swath of tone from arrow up to legends of tomorrow that's yeah. that's like the tonal spectrum where flash falls you know it's like it's sort of in the middle and it leans more towards legends weirdness because they've got a lot more super powered stuff and then yeah. you've got uh, Black Lightning, which isn't really, I mean, it is an Arrowverse show, but they don't cross over the way they do with the other ones. Oh, okay. And Black Lightning leans more completely serious, right. you know. Yeah, like some people, like the Arrow, there are no, there's no superpowers at all in season one of Arrow. Right. Like right. none. Right. I mean, unless you consider Floyd Lawton's aiming ability to be a superpower, <laughs> which I don't think we do no because it's just because he's batman because batman has no superpowers right right yeah. right right and, and so far he doesn't find anybody with superpowers yeah how did you feel about oliver queen like uh, this was such an interesting thing for me because justin hartley played oliver queen on smallville for years uh, okay and i he's so great he is the perfect oliver queen I, and I they talked about spinning it off with him but then it didn't happen and then this like whole new universe was born right um i, I don't really know the backstory to this so i haven't I, seen the the smallville version and i don't yeah. know who justin hartley is do you watch this is us yeah he is um jack no he's the son Oh, the movie star son. The movie star son. Okay. Yeah. What's so, his name? Um, I don't remember now. Pearson. Pearson's <laughs> right. Uh, Kevin. Randall. Kevin. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kevin Pearson. Yeah. Was the Green Arrow. The idiot. Okay. And was Oliver Queen. And I can see he that was because fucking he, great. He's so good. Do they play him like a smarmy, smartass, joking around yes. guy? Yes. That's how he is in the comic book. Yeah. And then that's another thing that some people were like, oh, they really, they gave oliver queen batman's personality yes, totally. they, they completely don't follow it's totally. as if you were like oh they're gonna make spider-man you're like why the fuck is spider-man beating the shit out of people yeah and saying like crime must pay right you have failed this city <laughs> whoa spidey it's, did you notice what um is it steve amell is that his name the actor's the name, actor's the play, name? I, yeah maybe i, I don't know so. i've watched so he, much of this and i don't know any of their names do you know do you notice what he did with his voice when he was uh like the playboy he's like yes. talking up here and like ah oh, yeah I'm a, and, I'm a cool dude and, and then he, when he's arrow he's like i talk really quietly and then when and he's down really low when he's oliver queen he has like a middle voice in the yeah. normal voice yeah. i'm actually pretty impressed with the variations that he does i thought his performance was pretty great yeah i, I, I he think really won me over and i think that's a tough road to hoe yeah because it is a ridiculous thing on the surface of it but he's tasked with being the one who's grounding it yeah as like a real thing you know yeah totally. i think that's why felicity smoke is such a good character totally because she's got no 
powers, obviously. She's super skilled. Yeah. Uh, but she's supposed to be like this, a realistic, like, if anyone is is sort of mirroring the audience, you know, like, I'm just a regular person. Yeah. Computer guy. Like, she is a Joss Whedon character. She, oh, she has, okay. like, yeah, so yeah. much... I mean, not literally, but she has like she's all sass. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Like a hundred percent snark, snark. Yeah, and stumbling and, and yeah. yeah, and she's adorable and I love it. Yeah. My only concern with Felicity is that you, there might be too much of a good thing because I loved her so much when I'd see her in the first half of the season whenever she'd show up and like Oliver was kind of like using her to help him right. with his superheroing <laughs> without her knowing lies. it with his ridiculous lies which that are so fun and which, she sees through immediately which, I'm glad they addressed that where right. she doesn't say anything on screen right. he she continues to allow him to give her these ridiculous lies like right. hey can you look into my friend's laptop why has it got bullet holes in it right eh, you know yeah <laughs> and, and she just keeps going along with it yeah but because then later she's interested because she's yeah. I think that she can feel that he's doing something good and she wants to help right it's and, so cool and then like when they bring her on board officially she just like makes that team work yeah. the team being Oliver Queen Felicity and uh, Diggle Diggle yeah. Diggle is awesome yeah. <laughs> he is such a good character I forgot how much they beefcake him in season one he's total they, beefcake they, like yeah. the, the two male leads they cannot get enough shots of them so, lounging with their shirts off so much like so many pull-ups yeah, so many pull-ups they're just like you know like, shirtless and glistening and hanging from the ceiling yeah in almost every episode and the actor that plays diggle is fucking Ripped. swole yeah <laughs> he is he is a and that casting muscled. is great. He's really good. I like him as well. He's another one who he sort of straddles the line of like, you know, uh, realistic, but still having to have, you know, badassery behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the fact that he's like a, uh, like an Afghanistan vet. Right. It just plays so well. So he has all these skills and he's got he's this got skills, really yeah. strong uh, sense of morality, yep. which helps to balance Oliver. Cause Oliver is like, he murders people. Yeah, that's, he, he that's does. the other thing that's sort of shocking about the first season. It, it was is shocking. There's a yeah. lot. Every time I watch, even when the first time I watched Arrow, my first thought was like, they have to have a scene in a hospital where someone is just like, we've we've needed to hire like a dozen Arrow specialists because it's just <laughs> just ERs filled with people riddled yeah. with arrows. Yeah, it's a little off putting at first because yeah. it's like this doesn't really make sense, you they, know. And they, anyone, <laughs> it's like anyone who fires a gun at at Oliver, he kills them. Right. But the people that he's there to to actually deal with, the actual bad guys, he lets them live. Right. The yeah, he's like, you failed it. this city. Yeah. Uh, we S- built this city on rock and roll, bitch. And then he just like, Sorry lets about all them your live. Bodyguards. Yeah. He kills all the bodyguards and yeah. then what, leaves the actual bad guy. Yeah. Which doesn't really make sense to me. Until you remember that he's a one percenter and he's just, you know. Oh my God. He's, yeah. he's letting his kind off. I guess I don't know. It's disturbing. It is and, disturbing, but it's it's addressed in the show. Like Diggle pushes him on that. He's like, right. "You kill people. You right. know, you are a killer." Mm-hmm. And that's where the big rift happens between um, Oliver and his best friend Tommy. Is when Tommy finds out that right. Oliver is the Green Arrow, right? And or the Hood or whatever. When he finds out that his best friend is a killer, it like re- shocks him to his core. Right. He Imagine how care. he feels when he finds out his dad is a killer too, <laughs> an even worse one. He does find that out, and then he seems to be. I don't know. It seems to get him back on Oliver's side. It does. I guess yeah. we're sort of like, oh, this is the other end of it. So you know right. what? Yes, you're a killer, but right. you're stopping this kind of killer. Right. Like, who are you going to call? <laughs> Green <laughs> Arrow! <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, Tommy actually, Tommy and Laurel are the two characters that I just did not like. Sure. And sure. I, but I loved them. Yeah. Like I, I didn't like them, and I, I didn't really enjoy when they were on screen. Right. But part of me is like, I need them. Yeah, like well, they, they make this work, and they're the most drama yeah. aspect of it. You know, they're yeah. the, they're the people who the secrets are kept from. Right. So that's what leads all of their drama. Right. <gasps> oh. I'm going to just keep interrupting you, so I'm going to stop for now. Um, Laurel and Oliver's love story was infuriatingly just like... So that's another one I didn't realize. That is straight comic book stuff. Yeah. Where it's it's like Lois and uh, and Clark, Clark, where it's like, this always happens. Whenever there's a Green Arrow story, this is like part baked into the myth, is that it's Oliver Queen and Dinah Laura Lance as Black Canary or Canary, and Oliver Queen is, is Laurel the Lance Black Canary in the comic book. That's what that's the that's the story. You know, I didn't even remember that. I think Black Canary was in Smallville at one point. I didn't remember the name. Yeah, yeah. And they drop watching it now again. I because I didn't know that when I first saw it, and then yeah. I've since learned it. So rewatching the first season, there's a once maybe twice where they say the word Canary huh. directly in reference in dialogue to that is Laura ridiculous. Lance. Yeah, yeah. She is a ridiculous human being. Like <laughs> she was so overdramatic yeah. in ways that were kind of infuriating yeah. and she would like drop these drama bombs on people and then yeah. walk out of the room and I'm like that's ugh, ugh. She's a real weak link I think in yeah. that sense. But but it was necessary. Like yeah. something about it just works in yeah. the context of the show and her performance was so, so good. good. Yeah. Even though like I really don't like that person, I yeah. I I root for that actress to continue to be on the show because it's something about it just fits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And to the show's credit, they don't let it, they don't let her fall into the like, Oh, you're the damsel in distress. Yeah. There's, there's one early I mean, thing. a little bit. Well, but, not- but there's one early one where, you know, she's at her house and one of several times where people just bust into her house to try and kill her or take something. Right. And then she like, punches someone pulls oh, out a right, shotgun right, right. like her dad has taught her how to fight right 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 so i think there's you know I, I i like that they did that and it wasn't just like bust in her house grab her and go you know right totally yeah totally yeah it reminded me of scandal a lot did you watch scandal no, I, I keep wanting to watch scandal um, because of the escalation olivia olivia pope and uh president fitzgerald grant just have this will they won't they for the entire run of the show gotcha. where they just like can't make it work but then they can't stop fucking each other right. and like love each other so much but right. then they can't be together and then oh my god yeah, yeah and yeah, that yeah, yeah. is just that that story the whole season with laurel and oliver and i but there's aspects of it that i love like laurel or when oliver was on the island he had this picture of laurel that he'd looked at all the time right he 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 brought sarah who was laurel's sister, sister right. on this boat ride on the queen's gambit right where the like merlin uh malcolm merlin like sabotages this boat to try to kill oliver's dad and right. it ends up succeeding in that sort of like indirectly and then accidentally kills um sarah lance yeah and like oliver was cheating on laurel with her sister (laughs) and then he comes back five years later this changed person and he loves her and he knows he loves her but sarah's like you're responsible for the death of my sister laurel says that about sarah and you're cheating on me and we haven't even gotten to it quentin lance yeah laurel's dad yes the, the the cop. The cop also is super pissed at Oliver. Yeah. One for cheating on his daughter. One for going out with his daughter in the first place. Two. And yes. then two for cheating on his daughter. And, and then three, three for, for killing him. his yeah. other daughter. Yeah. Um, Quentin Lance is a great character. Uh, that actor, too, oh, is man. so he, good. He, he fits it perfectly. Yeah. 
We hear some planes going. I had to open a window because <laughs> it's hot as balls in here. So we hear some planes today. Yeah, Quentin is the hard-boiled cop who oh, so good. always wants to play it straight, but you know it's important to get the bad guys. Yeah, and his function in the show, I felt like, was to help the audience trust um, Oliver because right. he. Like Quentin Lance is just against the vigilante, but right. then like when they develop a relationship, you know, he gets the phone and he gets to talk to him. Sometimes he realizes the necessity of having someone like this on right. your side, and they they work together by the end of the season. Because he also sees the other side of it, where it's like, God, I keep trying to do things the right way, and you know, I'm running up against these blockades where the right way doesn't let me accomplish the good thing. Yeah, yeah, and I I loved his characterization and at the very beginning of the season i had a very hard time buying him as laurel's dad yeah (laughs) because i don't know if it's just me but i felt like there was like like sexual tension between the actors oh weird (laughs) and i just i like the first time i saw them together i'm like oh those two people are into each other and then you find out that they're like father and daughter on the show i'm like well well that's very strange that seems like weird casting to me i got on board with it by the end of the season but like weirded me out at first it doesn't help that uh she calls him daddy yeah totally it just felt like Uh, daddy you know like that sort of daddy um but yeah i mean his character is so great and i i really liked how he functioned in the show i mean i feel like every character had a great function it's like they're not just there right they all function in the story like walter even walter was awesome yeah 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 i love walter do you know that who that actor is i don't yeah but i love him i've seen him in a few other things yeah he reminded me of patrick stewart yeah (laughs) um but he he just like has that that English poise. Yeah. And you just can't help but love this guy. Yeah. I I was disappointed that he was taken off the board yeah. so soon, soon and for a long time. Yeah. But he but, comes back. Right. But we he, get more. He, he, he fits the damsel in distress. Totally. He's just kidnapped and then yeah. other people have to work to rescue him and he doesn't have yeah. any agency in that situation. There's such an interesting story there about family dynamics with this stepfather because he, you know, Walter comes in, he marries Oliver's mom. Right. Uh, after the death of Richard... Robert. Robert. Robert Queen. <laughs> Robert Queen. Yeah, and like Walter is this and now running Queen Consolidated. Right. He was like already he company. was already a friend of Robert's. He was yeah. working at the company and now he's yeah. married to So Oliver comes back after five years and his dad Hamlet. His dad's friend is now his stepfather. Right. But but he's I, accepted. He's he accepts it. Yeah. It's right. really cool. Like They're, the way right. they, there was that they, they become that was, a family. That was an easy uh drama they could have gone into right which is the pushback against the fake father you yeah know? they didn't do that no. and i love that yeah i did too i really expected that and yeah. they they barely did it at all and like when walter gets kidnapped you know uh, thea and oliver and uh moira are all like you know this is a family member that we need to get They're back. all emotionally invested even though yeah. moira is directly responsible. <laughs> directly responsible yeah she's still mad about it <laughs> yeah i mean she didn't want it to happen but it is her fault it is her fault yeah <laughs> i i by the end of the season i was so hit, sick of hearing the word undertaking oh yeah that's fair <laughs> yeah it's too much and i feel like by the end of like oliver started talking like lower yeah. and quieter throughout the entire season so by the end he's like this is the undertaking must be stopped. <laughs> it's just like superhero whispering, yeah, which yeah, yeah. felt so bizarre. Yeah. But I'm, I love it. I mean, I, I don't care. You know, it's like, I do it, do it up. I love it. I really liked Slade Wilson. Yeah, um, me too. And what, that, like, I like that actor too. He's great. He's in um, the show that I really love, the the Shannara Chronicles. Oh, he is? Yeah. He plays oh, the, cool. the, the, uh, the druid. Cool. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, he was great. So good. And like having some passing familiarity with his comic book character, like right. I recognize Slade Wilson by name, but I 
yeah i know that he's like a merc and i you know because right. i know him from teen titans i had read teen titans for a little bit okay and he, and he i believe that's where i first saw him yeah he popped up in i don't know what he popped up in but several of the books i've read he's popped up yeah, in, but I he's think. got that iconic uh d- d- two-tone uh mask like right a, it's like a hockey mask that's yellow and right. white or something yeah and, deathstroke and deathstroke right and the, the the eyes of the mask are even made to look like he's scowling yeah right and it was so cool how there was um a little bit of misdirection with that because the very first episode when right. Oliver's leaving the island you see the Deathstroke mask right you're like what the fuck happened right. and then later on you see somebody who's wearing it and who's an asshole right who who tortures, tortures yeah. Oliver and then you find out that it's Slade Wilson's partner and they both had that mask right and it's like yeah, this is great yeah. like, I'm just, this is awesome right. you that's know? not Deathstroke that's just Deathstroke's buddy <laughs> yeah and like and you get to hang out with Deathstroke for a lot of the season yeah and he you know he trains Oliver. He's mostly heroic in this season. Yeah. He's he, a dick yeah. who's selfish. Yeah. But he is, you know... He'll do the right thing for the right price or yeah. for the right reason. Right. That, that's why, again, that whole flashback... Yeah. I This this run-through made me want to watch that all edited together as a single... Oh, yeah. Like, see, how does it flow? It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's like, so the nice island stuff... Story. I loved the island stuff. Yeah. Oh, that guy, the the main like villain on the island, the British fires. Guy, yeah. He's in the comics as well. Oh, okay. I cool. looked him up. Yeah. This I have not looked up anything about DC Universe just because I don't give a shit. Yeah. And have watched all the way up to whatever they're at now for the latest Netflix drop. But in going back this time, every time there was a new character or names. I would start to look things up because I was yeah. curious. Oh, now cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it was tied to the comic. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah, and the cool thing is that with a show like this, all of that stuff is just bonus, you know? Because like, you don't need to know any of it. It's fan but, service. Right, and even if you do know it, it's not spoilery because the show's doing its own thing. Right. You know, like Malcolm Merlin is Merlin the Magician. Right, you know, yeah, it's if you were, not if necessarily going to pan deep. out the way it was in, this, in the comics. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, because they're taking a lot of like oh. liberty with it, but they're doing it so knowingly. Speedy. Is a character. I was assuming that Speedy. Speedy is an archer. Uh, uh, it's like Oliver Queen's his, sidekick. His sister. Yeah. Okay. I assu- in the comic book, it's like another. It's a guy. That she it's was. A, oh, it's a guy. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a. It's. I think it's like a Robin. It's like his Robin. Oh. Who's Speedy? Who's got his arrows and he can go out and shoot things too. I was like, she's gonna end up going to Coast City and working with the Flash, isn't okay. she? <laughs> Coast City. They uh, kept dropping Coast City. I love Starling, that. Starling, um, which is supposed to be Star City in the comics. It's Star oh, City. Okay. And then why they changed that. National City, that's Supergirl. Yeah. Coast City, Bloodhaven. <laughs> but it, blood, they've never mentioned Metropolis. They have not mentioned Metropolis. They don't I don't think they've mentioned Gotham. Yeah. Uh, Dude, you would love Smallville cuz uh, that he oh. the first few seasons are just him on the farm. Yeah. And every once in a while they mention Metropolis. Right. But then the world expands. Do you want a small spoiler? No, 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 cuz I want to watch it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the world expands. Yeah. Um, okay, give me the small spoiler. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then if you don't, I'm going to spoil season seven. No. Um, eventually, they move the show partially to Metropolis. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that I would expect. Yeah. I mean, um, but that's just because I'm coming at it from the Arrowverse where I see like they make, they make I think, pretty significant uh, changes. I can't wait. Speaking of which, the finale. Oh, my God. Where they, yes. where they only sort of win. <laughs> Yeah, I loved it. So the undertaking Spoiler alert. is they're going to try to destroy the glades, which is like the a, bad neighborhood. A 24 the quote unquote bad neighborhood. 24 block 
right neighborhood it's the underprivileged neighborhood right you know right, right, basically right. it's like the, the bad part of town right the quote-unquote bad part of town where the people have to do what they can to get by because no one gives a shit about them so right there's a they, lot of crime right, and right but there's a lot of good people living there that are just you know malcolm merlin wants to destroy the entirety of the glades because his wife was murdered there right in front of her free clinic right and like he got this devastating voicemail <laughs> right that was rough which is so funny in the way that uh hearing your wife dying on a voicemail can be funny uh <laughs> i did not find it funny but okay <laughs> sure that his anger is driven by this voicemail that he listens to over and over and over they make yeah. it clear that he's just obsessed with it and has listened to a hundred times yeah but the thing that bothers him is that he wasn't there for her you know so that is just kind of like, nah, what's really important is that literally everyone in the glades dies versus yeah. I come to the fact that I prioritized my business and my finances over my wife. Yeah, it's it's a bizarre leap of logic where he's like, well, the glades hurt me, so let's just get rid Kill of them all entirely. Of them, yeah. yeah, so he wants to blow up all of the glades with these like earthquake devices. Right. And in the final episode of the season, the our heroes managed to defuse one of the devices, well, but no. there ends up being two. I was going to say, yeah, they, they spend the whole thing tracking down the device, doing all this and, you know, yeah. uh, real last minute bomb diffusion techniques. Yeah. And, and then yeah. It, they, they, they save the day, save but the then day. another device goes off that they didn't know existed. And I love that because it's not even like there were two devices and they were racing against time. Right. What they were doing was pointless. It well, did, it, not, they saved half the glades. Oh, yeah, sure. That's fair. They yeah. saved half of the population that's, of the oh, That's a good point, yeah. And, like, which was kind of cool because it gave us the chance to see some buildings fall down, but right. then, like, across the street, it's okay, yeah. you know, because, like, this device was, like, on this side of the glades. Right. Um, but still, it worked. And then, yeah. you know, tons of people are going to wind up dead. Yeah, it's, our it's heroes like a, a, a basically heroes failed. failed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great ending to yeah. the first season because, like, you, they did kind of succeed and they saved so many lives. And if it weren't for them, the devastation would have been literally doubled. Twice, right. But there was so much devastation that they can't feel like they've won. Right, right. Which was a great place to leave the season. Yeah. And I, I actually put the show down. I watched it so fast. I texted you. I'm like, I really want to <laughs> talk to you about the show. And then you powered through it in like the same amount of time like yeah. five days yeah so i haven't even started season two i don't know a thing about right, it right right um you're all excited for season two though aren't i'm so you? stoked so this I'm is so where stoked. it gets interesting because i think this is what i was saying to you outside is that i think arrow was one of the most popular series that cw has ever done uh-huh. which i think is evidenced by the fact that they've done Six, Constantine was another one that they did a season of. Oh, yeah, Constantine. But that didn't get renewed. I forgot uh, about that. But that they've done a ton of this Arrowverse right. stuff. So I think right away, I think season two is when they introduce Flash, and then they have okay. the uh, Flash spinoff. Great. So Might I, be season three, but I'm not sure. I need to pull out a watch order. Right. Because I really want to watch them concurrently. Yeah. I want to know like what came out on what day of the week so well, I can see it and the order that it came out. Well, I, th- this one I would recommend doing the suggested viewing order. Okay. Um, which is mostly how it's broadcast, but it fixes a couple of things where it's like, Oh, actually they end this one and they talk about this thing, but you know, you want to watch it before they talk about the thing. Okay. You know? Okay, cool. Um, and that's just because of weirdness with broadcasting schedules. Gotcha. And like some of the shows, like if a show's on Thursday and its new one is coming out, but the other one's new one comes out on Wednesday, it's just, does that make, I know this doesn't that make makes sense. sense. That makes sense, yeah. You, where you can wind up having narrative narrative arcs broadcast 
a little muddled. Right. Kind of like what happened with Babylon 5. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with those movies. But this is when they cross over with each other, which they very only lightly do early on. Yeah. But I've then, seen previews for like the hardcore crossovers oh, they Jesus, do later. And those are so good. I can't wait. They're so good. And I've been listening to Kevin Smith podcast for years and he's directed a few episodes of Flash and Supergirl yep. and he talks a lot about it. And it... The way he talks about it, it just made me really want to watch it. Like the the behind the scenes, you know, they always talk about all these shows have to have the three H's. I think it was uh, heart, humor, and heroics. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I love that. They, I, and they do. Great. That's pretty good description of even the darker versions yeah. of the Arrowverse. Yeah, yeah. And I I loved how no matter where the show went in season one. And there was some low moments. I yeah, mean, yeah. that firefighter episode is, is yeah, terrible. It's not a good It's one. a terrible episode. That's it's very monster of the week yeah. and it is not a good monster. No, it like it opens up this whole can of worms of PTSD and shits all over it. And I'm yeah. like, "Come on, that's yeah. that is a horrible." Yeah. But that's the only moment in the whole season where I was like, "This was a bad episode." And the then also one. that one, how do they solve this complex problem? Oh, they just let him kill himself. Yeah. And then they watch him die. <laughs> right. I was, I was not into that one. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of the season, like, the, the overall arc was so well-crafted, and the acting was so great, and there was so much melodrama that I'm such a sucker for. Yeah. You know, I just love it. When I knew that I could recommend this to you is when we were talking and you told me that you liked The 100. I love The 100. I love The 100, oh, too. The 100, excuse the, me. The 100. <laughs> the 100. Because... Yeah. And there was an actor from The 100 in the first season of Arrow. Oh, who was it? Uh, the guy who pretended to be um, shipwrecked on the island oh. who ended up like working for those bad guys. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 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 That storyline was incredible. The whole thing about, um, how, what's his name again? Yao Fei. Yao Fei. How Yao Fei was being coerced into, you know, trying to destabilize China's government to try right. to fuck with the markets because <laughs> right. they had his daughter. Yeah. Um, and his daughter was an awesome character who I really liked. And of yeah. course there was like some romantic tension between her and Oliver. And, yep. Um, and then she and uh, Oliver and and Slade working together was such a great yeah. trio. And I think I think Shadow is from the uh, comics. I, I would assume so. Yeah. And but, it's also yeah, Shadow yeah. without a W at the end, in case people are. Is it? That's it's, disgusting. You I'm can never al- watching the show again. <laughs> if you have the subtitles on, you can see that's her name. Okay. S H A D O. Shadow. Yeah. That's gonna bother me. <laughs> I like, didn't think about it till this time. Where it's like, that's funny. oh, I wonder if you don't watch subtitles on if you just think her name is like Shadow. I don't know why that bothers me, but I have like a very immediate distasteful <laughs> reaction to that. But this the the whole flashback is like the tragedy of Yao Fei because yeah. he betrays his government to save his daughter and then is immediately executed. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. never has the chance to see that that his protege, his protege Archer, like saved his daughter and stopped this thing from this horrible thing from happening. Right. And also finding out that like Malcolm Merlin was responsible for this. And it was all about, you know, like his profit margin and all that. It was like really fucking interesting. Wait, Malcolm Merlin wasn't responsible for, uh, he wasn't. No, who who was responsible? They, they, so I know who's responsible. Oh, that's right. There was that one shot of that woman that was like, this is the big bad bing, from bing, bing. next right. season. I forgot right, that. Right, right, and right. I loved that. So, I can't believe I, I remembered right, that wrong. Right but now, I love that because I'm like, this is fucking foreshadowing. This show's getting a season two. They know <laughs> it. And they're planting seeds now. All we know about who was behind it was... Nice legs. Legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. I forgot that. No, I'm so the into super that. super villain known as Gams. That's right. <laughs> 
I had been assuming it was Malcolm, and that proved me wrong, and I forgot. Right, and right, And then right, I right. remembered it incorrectly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I know who they were, because, the, cool. spoiler alert, they do tell you I'm, who owns those legs. I was assuming they would. Yeah. And yeah, I'm stoked <laughs> about it. But that, I mean, that whole story was so compelling, and like watching Oliver like grow a spine and watching him have to like go kill someone and just failing. Yeah. Like when yeah, he, yeah. it's such a tense scene where he has to go into that radio tower and just can't, he did like sucked at it and he mm. lost that fight and like Slade had to come save him. Yeah. But then he like grows a pair and, you know, helps. Yeah, and, he does. He's, they show him as being useful yeah. while he's getting his training on the Island. Yeah. So you're not wondering like, why doesn't Slade just put a bull in him and call it good? Right. Well, yeah, it's so, it's such a great balance. Cause like Slade needs, help right he, like, he can't do this alone he needs another man on the ground yeah even if it's someone who's barely competent it's the only way he has a shot of getting off the island and it's probably you know someone to make fun of someone to talk to sure <laughs> totally but there was a great line in the middle of the season where oliver's like i'm stranded on an island and my only friend's name is wilson yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i like he's looking at him like uh uh and and slade, like, slade wilson has never watched <laughs> cast away <laughs> doesn't give a shit uh yeah i mean Great season. Yeah. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Yeah. I, the, the only point off is that firefighter episode. That was a that was a stinker. Yeah. And on top of that, like Laurel's best friend, her brother was killed. Right. That's and in it the wasn't fu- treated very well in the no. yeah, it was the same episode. It wasn't and, it was yeah, just and that, bad. that's I think I don't know if she shows up again, but that's basically she's like Oh, my brother died in this shitty episode. I guess I'm going to leave the show. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, what are you doing? I liked that character. I liked her too. I is she just gone? I you know spoiler alerts <laughs> when i was watching this season again i was like oh right this lady oh no that's what i was so, hoping would not happen if she shows up again it's it's probably just small things like yeah i mean i hope she at least gets a goodbye because it was weird no she i don't that's what i mean like i don't remember much of her they, being addressed again yeah like thea came to do her community service at the law firm where right. laurel works and then laurel's best friend just disappeared right right yeah which is a bummer. But I loved Thea and Laurel together. I thought that was an interesting combo. That was a good dynamic, yeah. Yeah, th- at the end of the season when Oliver is like, this is all going to be over in a minute, so I'm going to tell Laurel how I really feel about her. Right. It's like, this is dumb. You are <laughs> dumb, Oliver Queen. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not done yet. Wait till it's fucking done. That was one of the worst forced drama yes. moments. Yeah. That didn't flow naturally. Because as much as I say, like, oh, I love the cheese of the drama... I want it to flow somewhat plausibly. Even though totally. I'm like, why is this person doing this? Why? Like, but this was just like shockingly, especially for post island tactician right. Oliver Queen, right. making like a weird, weird decision. Totally. Yeah, because like his whole his whole deal is I gotta keep Laurel safe. She can't know that I'm right. You know, the vigilante. Right. And I can't be with her because I have to be the vigilante. So what I'll do is I'll go tell Tommy. You right. should reconcile with Lauren because they had been having a break. Right. So he's like, I'll go tell my friend. Like, I can't do it. I'm the Green Arrow. If she, if if she knows she's in danger, right. Uh, this is going to be bad. You know what? Tommy and Laurel on a, a break. Let me go heal that. They right. should be happy together. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, you should get back with Laurel. Uh, yeah okay buddy you're right and then he goes to do that and he sees oliver fucking laurel right because, because he goes basically on the way home he's yeah. like you know what yeah <laughs> i think what is it he learns that it's malcolm or something or he something makes him think the like, timeline is like it's gonna this is all gonna be over tomorrow no matter what right. so it's, i might as well tell laurel how i feel it's like he got an email like cw is thinking about canceling right arrow he's like well fuck i better get in there now it was ridiculous it's, it's like so his, his whole deal 
what just went out the window yeah. for a stupid reason yeah. that ended up not being legit. So of course it's just like a will they won't they where of course they won't because now like he's failed and the only spoiler I have about season two is I did read I accidentally read the description of season two episode one. Oh sure, and it was like. Uh, uh, Felicity and Diggle try to convince Oliver to come back from the island because I guess oh, he like runs away to the right. island because right. he's so sad that he, he, he didn't save the day and I'm just like he, I'm sure he left Laurel behind of I'm course. sure he did yeah. so I that just kind of rang a little false Yeah, but I didn't mind because like it just heightened the drama a little yeah. bit and I'm like great you're making TV it's drama you know it's silly I know it's silly I can see it on your faces that you know this is silly but we're doing it and let's go yeah and this is how I feel about stuff like and I don't even remember what happens on the island but where you may think like oh that's a ridiculous decision for him to make but then you're like oh you know what this island stuff is pretty fun yeah totally <laughs> so like, yeah it's you know eh, how you yeah. got there <laughs> you know what it is Jesse <laughs> The central theme of this show in the content and in the meta structure of the show is that the ends justify the means. Hmm. Interesting. So if you have to have a real half-baked plot point shoved in the middle here <laughs> because you want to get somewhere cool, then you shoot that plot yeah. point in the heart with an arrow. I and all <laughs> in the service for the greater good. And on top of that, like the the characters are all purposefully overly dramatic. Yes. So they are all they're all fundamentally flawed. No which, one's chill. Which allows the show creators to take these leaps and have it be almost plausible because it's like, yeah, Oliver Queen is a damaged person, right? And he just wants love, <laughs> even though he can't have it. So if he gets like even the slightest possibility that that he'll be done as the arrow and he can like go back right. to being with Laurel, he's like, oh shit, if that's even possible, I got to take it and I got to do it now because I've spent too much time waiting. I'm like, all right, close enough, <laughs> close enough. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. I can't wait for the day when. Um, detective lance when her dad what's his first name again quentin quentin when quentin finds out that oliver queen is is the green arrow wait did he find out i'm not not gonna tell you i can't remember now about the future did that even happen it might have happened already no i really want that to happen okay what else do you want to have happen Ooh, um (laughs) i really wanted tommy merlin to become the bad guy and it looks like he's dead so that's a bummer but i want him to not be dead and become the bad guy because i really thought they were setting up like the lex Luthor thing because you know that's totally how it played out on smallville like there's these two guys who are really good friends right but then the friend becomes yeah the friend becomes the enemy because of their families and the people they love and you know the things that they stand for i really thought they were going that way um, I want John Barrowman to still be alive and be in every episode of the show forever, but I'm sure that's not going to happen. Um, man, what do I want for the show? I want the show to surprise me. That's yeah. why I liked season one so much because it surprised me so you'll much. You'll still like season two. I can't. I wait. feel like I've. I mean, obviously, I'm binging all of them. Yeah. And even if some of them have like a comfortable familiarity to them, just the surprises still exist within the Arrowverse, and I really mm. enjoy that. Nice. Can't and wait. I even like the like Supergirl and uh, Black Lightning, which feel very separate, feel very separate uh-huh. from the other sort of what I think of as like more of the core. Right. Arrowverse, even though Supergirl is kind of brought in more as time goes on. Supergirl, I did see the first two episodes because it started on NBC. And C- NBC or CBS? I don't, I, th- I don't remember. But network well, TV. Yeah. And they brought it over to CW because it was not doing good enough numbers for network TV. Right. right. And then it was kind of more integrated yes. into the DC verse. But I do think they do a crossover pre-CW. Before then. I think you're yeah. right. But it's, yeah. a, it's also one of those like crossover. It's like, 
Hey, how's it going? Good. Okay, yeah. see you later. <laughs> yeah, because they were always in, technically in the same universe, but it's trickier when you have two networks involved. Like right. what happened with Buffy and Angel. Yeah. It got real tricky to do crossovers. Yeah. Once, um, I, I think Buffy switched networks. Mm, okay, it went to the WB. I don't remember how that yeah. played out, but one of the, at a certain point they were on the same network and then they weren't anymore. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. And that makes it hard, but... But yeah, I, I can't wait. I mean, I feel like I'm diving into this like wonderful world of joy, and I just I just want to gobble it all up. <laughs> and and I, as soon as I'm done with season two, I'm gonna call you and we're gonna do this again. Okay, yeah. And then we have to see. So okay, you're gonna you're gonna look at it after after the show. We can look up the episode viewer that I use. Yeah. And then we can figure out how we're gonna. This is now we're in Meta Mercury. Whether it's gonna be like suppose it's Flash and Arrow. So now it's like two full seasons. Right. Are we gonna like watch two full seasons and then well i think that i will i think yes because okay. i'm gonna want to watch them interlaced yeah and then maybe we like record two podcasts in one day where we, one about yeah we talked one. about arrow for an hour and the flash for an hour <laughs> sure. or something because yeah because it took us about an hour to get through season which one. is great because what we're building up to is a whole day of five hour podcast marathon <laughs> oh my where God. we're talking about each season of each new that might be what has to happen. Or we'll have to, or we'll spread it out. Yeah. But this is, again, welcome to Metamercury. Yes. <laughs> well, if you guys enjoyed this, um, Doug and I do a live show on my YouTube channel called Doug Space Nine, where we talk about each and every episode of Deep Space Nine. We're going to get back to that as soon as possible. We've been a little out of our schedule recently, but make sure you sub to me on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jesse Mercury Sci-Fi. You can find all of our previous conversations there. Hours of Doug and I chatting about Deep Space Nine, yes. if you want more of this. And then dig back through this podcast catalog. Um, Doug has been on the show a ton of times. We talked Too all the way through. Not enough times, sir. <laughs> we talked all the way through Babylon 5, and we've done a couple of random shows here and there about random shit yeah. including like three episodes back <laughs> uh and doug do you want to plug your your podcast and your fun stuff yeah i always s- will send people to radiolarp.com which is or facebook radio larp you can find it there it's the podcast that i did with uh ryan casey that was the genre fiction comedy radio play podcast yeah where there's flay space seven which is like a tng sort of parody world thing it, it's it's like uh red dwarf yeah red dwarf and yeah. then um the red sun which is uh like three episodes of a superhero uh parody yeah and you got another it's my show own, it's my own arrow first yes nice <laughs> and you got another show coming eventually yeah me and uh, uh natalie holtz are recording a podcast called too fast too curious yes <laughs> I will have to watch the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, so we've seen two. We're, once we get all eight done, then we'll drop that. When you get all eight done, let me know. When you're dropping, let me know, because I want to watch those movies, okay. and we should do a, a crossover podcast. <laughs> a crossover. Where I can get in on this. <laughs> I'm talking about the Fast and the Furious. Because I'll probably want to. We'll have to binge it. That's, you know, we, we'll talk about the whole arc of the... <laughs> yes. Is there anything else that you're watching right now that you think people should watch that you're stoked on? I mean, of course, I always pitch Discovery, you know. I want yeah. everyone to buy a CBS All Access <laughs> yeah. so that we can have, you know, seven years from now, we can have the Star Trek equivalent of the Arrowverse. Yeah. Where it's like, they've just got all these shows, and yeah, some are good, some are not, and some <laughs> are fucking bananas. Yeah. And it's just as much as you could possibly consume. I have come around to that point of view, because yeah. Discovery Season 2 was such an so improvement good. on yeah. Season 1 that I'm just stoked for more star trek i can't wait i i am a cbs all access affiliate i haven't mentioned this in like (laughs) over a year but i should dig up that link if anyone wants to sign up for it 
Um, because you should, because they have all the Star Treks and they have all the Survivors. Yeah, you're and sporting content. I fucking creators. love Survivor. I am just going to town rewatching Survivor with Andy. <laughs> Andy's never like Andy and I are now on season eighteen. Yeah. Out of thirty eight seasons of Survivor. Wow. And I've I've been watching it I, I got really into it in season eight when it was first airing. Right. And I've been watching it religiously ever since. And I love that show. I mean I think Doug, you would love Survivor. I watched it when it came out. I probably watched up to maybe even season eight or nine. Okay, uh, but I start. I started it when it. I was watching it as it was aired. Yeah, the from the beginning. They so eventually Jeff Probst becomes an executive producer and gets a little more um, creative say, and he's right. a really great storyteller. He's the host of the show. Yeah, and at that point, the show just really takes off, and it's they tell amazing stories about humans, right? And they kind of point out what it is to be human yeah. and what it is to exist in a society uh, when you have nothing. Like, what? How do people? How are people going to treat that? It's basically a post-apocalyptic sci-fi scenario right. with real people and incredible characters. But and he's I, I still responsible for it. Donald Trump being president, so. Mark Burnett, not Jeff Probst. Oh, that's fair. Right. And Mark Burnett is a producer. That's in case anyone's not sure what Doug's talking about. Uh, Mark Burnett supposedly has. Uh, well, Mark Burnett produced The Apprentice. Oh, I'm not talking about the the racial slur tape. I'm oh, just saying not? the fact that he put Trump on TV. Oh, that's that's. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh oh, we're turning this into a different podcast. I know. I feel like let's it, talk about this afterwards. I feel like it was Mark Burnett's like responsibility to release a tape if he has it because there's like this rumor that he has a tape of, of Donald Trump like using racial slurs, right? And right. Being saying, awful, saying the n word. Is that, the, I guess he used to do it behind the scenes sometimes, and like it does not surprise me. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me either. Right? Whether but, it's on tape or not, maybe. But I will tell you, like I watched some of The Apprentice way back in the day, and I I enjoyed it, sure. and I thought that Donald Trump was like a clown. He is a clown. But, he is a clown. Right. But the, and that show made him. I felt like it made him look like a clown. So uh, I, I thought that I, I thought that show would prevent him from getting elected, and I was astonished to be wrong. It cemented the myth that he's good at business when he's obviously a, a an abject failure at business, but has yeah. just still coasted through. Maybe you know? I mean it depends on 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 who's watching, you know. <laughs> but I I don't know. I mean. I don't know. If you're going to go that route, then it is Lorne Michaels' fault because Donald Trump going on Saturday Night Live like really helped his campaign. Yeah, that's fair. Let's and that's I'll, like when he was running I'll, for president. I'll throw Lorne Michaels on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we almost got out of here without talking yeah. politics. We talked politics before we started recording. Trying to get out of the, to get out of the way. That's me. That's my fault. That's why, right. that's why I was trying good. to pull the plug on it. It's all good. Let's pull the plug on this episode. Okay. This has been great fun as always. Doug, thank you for being here. Thank you, Jesse. I cannot wait to watch more DC Arrowverse. This yes. is this shit is like giving me life right now. Awesome. And I'm stoked. Awesome. Uh, until next time, stay nerdy out there. Don't fail your cities. <laughs> Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury is listener-funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com slash Sci-Fi. If you love this podcast, help me spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform, leaving us a positive rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice, or by contacting me directly via email at sci-fi at jessemercury.com. For more cosmic content, including my sci-fi synth-pop album, music videos, podcasts, and live streams, visit my website at jessemercury.com.